Players' Championship just wrapped up, and Scotty Scheffler is number one in the world again. Pure domination, start to finish, basically, in the tournament, and very impressive. He was, he took the lead on Saturday and pretty much never looked back. Matsuyama did get in there for a brief few minutes. It looked like Matsuyama actually could, could post a fairly low number, and he got to 12 under, but... Unfortunately, he double bogeyed, and that pretty much sealed him. It was impressive with uh, Scheffler. He did have five birdies in a row. I think he birdied 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. Yeah, 12, that's five. And uh, pretty much walked away with it. So kudos to him. He's number one in the world now, and pretty much just a great performance from a great guy. The other notables... In the players for me were uh, Tom Hoagie. Tom Hoagie shot a new course record. He was, I think, 10 under. 10 under. 63 was the record, so he was he's 62 now. So he's got the course record. He did that on Saturday. Played himself into the tournament, but, I mean, he was going to have to shoot another 10 under to beat Scheffler. And then the other impressive performance was Terrell Hatton, who ended up in second place. He was 12 under, so he was still five strokes out of it. But he shot a course record 29 on the back nine on Sunday. So pretty impressive. Uh, I wonder what people's thoughts on that dude are. He's kind of He kind of looks annoying to play with. He's always talking to himself. And the TV broadcast has made quite the point of showing him talking to himself. And the week before at Bay Hill, he played with Scheffler. I wonder if Scheffler was annoyed by him because he was, you know, kind of in contention there and then he wasn't. So anyways, that's kind of what happened. I think uh, four million bucks and uh, Hatton was like another two and a half million for second. And then Hoagie, 1.4 million for for third. He tied with uh, Hovland, Victor Hovland. So I did um, every week for the Golf BPM app, Inside of that app, there's a video section. It's also on our YouTube. And I create a, I, I just take the winner from the previous tournament and like, I just take their golf swing and cut it up. So I'll just take their swing, time it to some of the golf BPM music. So this week I did Scheffler's yesterday and he swings at 156 BPMs. I just took that 156 song and it was crazy. It timed out to everything, even his, his driver was on that 156 tempo, which is a three to one swing ratio. And his irons were, his chip shots were, his bunker shot was, even his putt at the end of the video. So that went out today, so check that out. And it's on the YouTube channel and we also send it out to all the customers. So that's what's happening. In the biggest news in golf of the week, the uh, USGA, and the uh, RGA have put out this proposal to make a different golf ball that won't go as far. This is probably one of the stupidest things I've ever seen, heard, or 
been proposed. So yeah, so what they are, first of all, this is why it's stupid. It's like, what are they trying to regulate? Like, they're, they're thinking, oh, these guys are hitting it too far. But I mean, they're not scoring that much lower. You know, I, I would like to see some side-by-side -side data of all like the people, like that's the funniest thing. Like people would be like, oh, Jack Nicholas, you know, he used to hit with a persimmon wood and a long drive for them was 270. Well, now the average tour guy averages, you know, 300 yards. Oh my God, can you believe it? Well, look, all the tournaments that Nicholas won or Arnold Palmer won or all these guys won before the clubs got big and the balls got small or whatever, they, they, they weren't that much different in scores. The guy that goes out and shoots 68 four days in a row is going to win those tournaments 50 years ago. He's still going to win them tomorrow. So I don't know what they're trying to regulate with this thing. It's silly. It's like, oh, my God, the guy's hit it too far. Well, so what? It still comes down to how many greens are hit, how many chips are made, and approach shots and all that good stuff. So what difference does it make to have a guy hitting at 300 yards plus? Okay, so... By the way, check this out if you're watching online. This is my golf club from, I think I used to hit this in like the late 80s, early 90s. This is a Founders Club, fresh metal. I think the guy who started TaylorMade broke away and he started his own line. This club, here's a comparison. This is a container of dental floss, okay? This club is about, the face of it is about the size of a container of dental floss. Okay, this is a cool club. I, I saved it. I used to crush this thing. I used to hit this thing 300 yards. So, you know, now the clubs are bigger. Okay. The golf balls are better. Okay. Let's take an example of a fellow like Bryson DeChambeau. Goes out, bulks up. Gets, goes from, I don't know, 190 pounds to 230 pounds. Um, starts doing all this power lifting and whatnot starts hitting the ball further. Okay, what did it do for him? I think he might have won the US Open and then guess what, he hurt his back. Why did he hurt his back? Because he was power lifting. Because um, he's swinging for the fences. So, you know, I mean, I, I just don't get it. The other thing is I, I, I get what people are saying when they, the, that the guys are gonna hit it further. You know, when I go out to the driving range, there's next to the driving range, in the back where I hit, there's a, like a personal trainer has an outdoor area set up and there's kids out there. He trains little kids. I'm talking like eight year olds, dude, eight and 10 year olds. There's kids out there and they are, you know, they're doing like all this training. I mean, I started working out when I was 16, right? So now these kids are starting to work out when they're six and you know, yeah, they're going to be bigger, faster, stronger. I don't know. You know, if you take two athletes, um, you know, you took like two Olympic athletes and they have a child, that child's going to be taller, it's going to be stronger, it's going to be faster. So big deal, you know. Justin Thomas was on today, he had a good point. He's like, these guys are running faster, the kids that are coming up are running faster and faster, are we going to make a mile longer? So I don't understand why they're, you know, what they're bitching about. Um, if, if the old course, if they want to toughen it up, I don't know, grow the fescue out, make it come in tighter. All these courses should have rough on them. I think a good, like, winning score 
at a PGA event is probably like three under each day. So 10, 12 under for a tournament. That's, that's ideal. You know, I think once these things start getting to 20 under par, that's a little ridiculous. So, you know, that's, that's the numbers they should be going for. So it just seems like they're making a problem. I don't know. Maybe they just want to get their faces on TV. But the PGA is not going to play along. I mean, the USGA has the US Open and, okay, the amateurs and some of those events. And then the RGA has the uh, British Open. But the PGA is running, what, 50 events a year, 40, 50 events a year that have nothing to do with the USGA. So this, they're calling it bifurcation. Basically, they it's a ball. They want to limit the ball, how far the ball will go. So that's the idea. Um, I don't know. You know, it's it's silly. It's silly. Speaking of rules, though, um, kind of on a unrelated subject, baseball has a bunch of rules coming out that are interesting. So this season, they're in spring training right now. They put the pitchers and the batters on a shot clock. So there's now a shot clock. The batter has to be in the box by a certain amount of, I think it's like, it might be 24 seconds even. So the batter has to be in the box within within 14 seconds. So that leaves the pitcher 10 seconds then to throw the ball. And it doesn't matter if there's a foul ball, the guy's got to get back in the box. It's pretty cool. So they want to speed up the game. They've made the bases bigger. So I don't know. There's all kinds of little rules, rule changes in baseball. But I don't think this is a good rule for golf. I really don't. Um, it just seems silly. I don't know. Here's the idea. If you want to change, first have a problem and then change it. There's no problem here. There's no problem here. The best, whoever plays the best for four days wins the golf tournament. Particularly whoever plays the best on the back nine at a PGA tournament wins the tournament. Who's ever hitting it closest to the hole and making the putt wins the tournament. It's not the guy that's driving it 320 yards. Okay? It's not. It's who's hitting the most greens and who's making the most putts under pressure. Period. It's a waste of time. Okay. This weekend... The PGA is at um, the Velspar Championship, which is somewhere in Florida. Forgive me if that's your hometown, but I don't really know Florida besides Orlando and Miami. The um, Velspar Championship, it's a smaller, it's a non-elevated event, so it doesn't have the gigantic, um, you know, the field, all the big names are there. But Spieth is there, Jordan Tom, or, um, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, the bigger names. I always keep saying Sam Burns, but he's not playing too good. Um, who's this guy? Adam Hadwin. He's been playing fairly well. The Canadian Adam Hadwin. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of names in there you'd recognize. Gary Woodland. Lucas Glover. Do I look like him? Uh, maybe Bo Hostler can win. So here's here's the deal, though. These, these like, unelevated events, or I don't know what we're calling them, but if someone can come up and win one of these, they can really elevate themselves into the next level. So a very competitive field nonetheless, or, you know, I mean, it's the PGA. These guys are fighting and clawing for their lives. The Live Tournament. Live is actually playing an event, and it's in Tucson. So 54 dudes there. We know, we know all the names. Um, it's not like every event's elevated for Live. They only have, I was looking at their website for the schedule. And they're only doing like 10 events. You know, it's like two this month, two next month. In the summer, it seems like they only have one a month. 
And then like October, November, they have one. So there's just not a lot of events. Kind of a bummer, you know. I was talking about DeChambeau earlier. It's like, it'd be kind of cool if he was still on the tour. Obviously, he he uh, he wanted some cash, but that's cool. So they'll be out there. My uh, parents live in Tucson. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll ask my dad today when I speak with him if he's going to go and see the live tournament. I bet he will. So that's cool. And that's it for the Week in Golf. Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan, and thanks for listening to This Week in Golf. Make sure and hit subscribe so you can get all the latest news and analysis from Golf VPN.